Hey everybody, Eric Weiss here with Full Cycle Product Development. Uh, it's been a minute. I haven't been publishing a lot of content recently. I've been heads down working with some phenomenal clients as an executive coach, and uh, but I'm back. That's going to change. So you're going to see a lot more content from me. I've committed to delivering some great value to my community uh, for free. So here we go. Today, I'm going to talk about the number one problem facing everyone in the tech industry now yourself included, whether or not you realize it. And that is talent. We are in a talent crisis right now. Um, and I'm going to talk to you about um, how to build a great talent pipeline, as well as how to create what I call a team factory. So how do you attract, hire, and retain great talent? And then how do you build teams that scale infinitely as you grow? All right. So your number one problem, whether you know it or not, is talent. COVID-19 has accelerated the digitization of everything. Every human interaction is now going digital. So the demand for software developers has exploded. The move to remote work is allowing big tech, those well-funded, well-renowned Bay Area companies to suck up all the great talent everywhere in the country and everywhere in the world right now. And you're having to compete against that. 69% of employers struggling to fill positions and tech positions are among the top 10 hardest roles to fill. The shortage of engineers is going to be over 1.2 million in the next five years. And on top of all that, the turnover rate for software engineers is higher than any other sector. So you're losing people as fast as you can hire them. Okay. Now we want to be able to fill our teams with great people. Okay. We always say we want to hire A players, but what does that really mean? And how do we actually do that intentionally? Okay. So the first thing is to define what it means to be an A player. Okay, and there's a couple of different camps here. First off, there is an employee who is in the top 10% of their profession, those superstar geniuses. They're very hard to find. Um, and so, you know, and you're not necessarily going to be able to fill your ranks with that. But the other type of A player, and the one that you really want to focus and hone in on, is someone on your team who you would enthusiastically rehire today. They drive profitability and growth, they have high integrity, they deliver on commitments and they're a person that other people enjoy working with, okay? So I'm gonna show you how you can create a pipeline that automatically selects and filters for this type of person. But first, why are we so bad at this? Why do we suck at hiring, okay? Well, what do we do? First thing is we stretch our teams too thin. We wait too long to hire, right? We put a, a job opening out on a job board. We get hundreds of resumes from total strangers, right? And who's looking for jobs right now? Everybody's gainfully employed. All the great people are working hard. They're well-paid. They're not looking at job boards right now, right? So you're going, only going to attract the dregs, right? We wait too long. We wait till we need to hire. Then we scramble to fill the position. We don't want to pay recruiters because we think it's too expensive. So there's nobody who's really focusing their time on this problem. We don't have a great screening process with clear values or skill requirements. Um, we make candidates jump through unnecessary hoops. We take too long. And so we're just losing candidates left and right. We don't invest enough time into this process, into this problem. So we're not getting people through the pipeline fast enough. And then we're too nice. Because our requirements are fuzzy, we let the wrong people through to later stages of the interview process so that we don't have the time to spend on the right people. One of the most important things is we don't do a good job of selling our company, right? We don't realize we're in a buyer's market right now for talent. And so we need to 
um, become great ambassadors for our company. If you want to compete with Apple and Google and the like, why should people want to work for you? If you don't have the household name, if you're not you know, uh, a known entity, you have to be able to convince people that this is a great place to work with a ton of opportunity, with a great culture, competitive pay, et cetera, right? And you have to have that sales pitch on tap. So what happens? We say, all right, I got three weeks. I got to fill a position really fast. I'm going to throw a job board out there. I'm going to pick the 10 best resumes, interview them, and I'm going to settle for the best of the batch. Okay, but then we take too long to give the offer. And so that person ends up taking another offer and we're going to pick the second or third on our list. We hire that person. And then a few months later, we realize it wasn't a good fit anyway because our interview process wasn't that great. So it's not a great way to evaluate people in general. So how do we overcome this? We need to create an A-team culture. There's a book that I recommend called Who by Jeff Smart, um, which create, it's a playbook for a really, really rigorous screening process. Um, and the foundational principle is it's better to lose an A player than to hire a B player, right? Which means the default answer is always no. From the initial phone screen to the latest round of interviews, the default answer is no, and you need a strong justification to move somebody to the next stage, okay? It's a hard filter. So that means you need to fill the top of the funnel with great talent. And this is the essence of this A-team culture in this pipeline that I'm telling you about. Um, you need to do to spend almost half of your, of your position, especially during the, the growth stages, spend half of your time focusing on hiring and organizational development. But that doesn't mean you're doing it all by yourself. It has to be a full court press, which means every single person on your team is a recruiter and they're incentivized to be a recruiter. They're trained and they're sent out there into the community. So every single person on your team has a goal. Go engage in a professional community. Go out there, network with people that, and, and find people that you want to work with, that you think are talented, and refer them back to me, okay? Train them on how to sell your company and on the skills and values that you're looking for in potential candidates, and then give everyone a goal and follow up on that goal that you're going to go out to meetups and conferences and various you know, professional groups, find great people that you want to work with, bring them back to me, and then give them generous referral bonuses. $10,000 for you to bring somebody that we love, that we hire enthusiastically and sticks around for more than three months. Why pay a recruiter $20,000 to $30,000 when you could pay one of your own people $10,000 and have it be somebody that is already pre-selected as somebody that's vetted, that they would want to work with, right? So that's one thing. So you can imagine you're going to have people on your team that are going to be out there hustling for you. Right? They're going to be out there networking. They're going to be referring candidates because they want to make good money. And if they're doing that, they're going to help you build the team that's going to work best for you. And then you also need to go on the offensive. You need to go on LinkedIn Recruiter and be searching and sorting and filtering for the kind of person that you want. And then reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, I'm the CPO or the CTO of this company. This is what we do. This is our mission. This is why we're great. We're looking to hire great people that have this skill set. Your experience really stood out to me. Are you open to talking about a potential opportunity in my organization? And you're going to get a ton of great responses, right? But people that you've selected, not people that are just throwing their resume into your funnel. All right. So fill the top of the funnel with great candidates, pre-selected that to be a good fit for your team. Have a rigorous screening process. 
that filters down and default lets people go unless they're the right fit, right candidate. And you're doing this all the time, whether or not you actually have a position open. You're constantly building your, your Rolodex of people. So then when the headcount opens up, it's about reaching out to your network and saying, is now a right time for you to make the jump? Okay. So then you bring these people on board and the 90 day question, the key question that you have to ask yourself 90 days after you hire the person, would I hire this person again today? And if the answer is no, you got to let them go and try again. You can't, you know, you have to iterate on your, on your interview and your screening process. And if you make a mistake, you got to cut your losses and start over again. And hopefully you've got a great stable of people where you can swap that person out fairly easily. All right. Now I'm going to teach you how to take that talent pipeline and turn it into what I call a team factory. So how do you take a highly effective team that you may have had in the early stages of your company and replicate that at any scale with the same level of effectiveness and productivity? So, you know, the problem that we deal with is in the early stages of our company, um, you know, we're, we're very close to maybe one or two teams and we're able to monitor and tweak and tune those teams for effectiveness and efficiency and productivity. But then as our company grows and scales, we get further away from things, right? And, um, and things start to mutate. They start to, to shift and drift away from, you know, what worked at, a, at an early stage. And this is actually what ends up killing a lot of companies during the growth and the scaling stages is having new teams spin up that, you know, don't fit the values, don't fit the culture, aren't trained properly, don't have the right skill mix, don't have the right roles on the team, et cetera. Okay, so how do you systematically scale up effective teams? And that's what I'm going to teach you. So in order to create this team factory, and you can think about it like, um, like in a, in a biological sense, right? How do you take a cell, a perfect cell, and replicate it infinitely with the fewest number of mutations, right? Or if you're a software engineer, you know, this is the, the factory design pattern. How do you take something that works really well at a small scale and replicate it at large? Well, the first thing you need is you need a sustainable budget. First thing you have to understand is how much you need to grow and how long you can sustain that growth. Right? So you can set those growth targets. Then you need your robust talent pipeline and recruiting process, which I went over in detail in my last video. So assuming you've set that up, right? you've got your values, you've got your skills, you've got your screening questions, you've got your recruiters, your A-team out there you know, sourcing and screening people to bring back to you. You've got this great uh, pool of available talent. Okay, You're able to screen them, bring them on board. Um, now you need robust and predictable onboarding and training. So everybody who comes into your company, they need to be trained consistently in what your company does, what your products do, who your customers are, the value that you bring to the market, who your competitors are, right? The tools and the technology you use, um, the code base, you know, whatever their role is. High level, highly specialized um, onboarding and training to get them up to speed and productive as consistently and quickly as possible, all right? You need to develop leadership within your organization. So you are no longer the only person that's leading and managing these teams. You have to systematically develop leadership in your organization. So if you think about your organizations like a pyramid, it's growing up out of the ground with you at the top, right? And all of the, the responsibilities that you have need to cascade 
downhill as your organization grows, right? Leadership is the key to that. You need repeatable processes. You need to create an inventory of all your processes, training and videos and documentation, run books, manuals that go along with all of your processes and make sure that everybody that steps into a role is trained consistently on those processes. You need standards and best practices for the work itself, right? Coding, but then also product management or design or all those other things. Create those, those systems for getting work done, okay? You need to be able to monitor and manage performance and, and morale, right? And effectiveness within the team. So you need team scorecards and satisfaction surveys and metrics so that you can monitor kind of from a distance how all of these new teams are performing and whether some are underperforming and if you need to lean in and support them, okay? Or give them something else that they need that they're not getting. Um, you need a, a tight connection from the highest level mission and vision through the strategy down to the individual team's goals and OKRs. And again, that needs to be something that is systematic. It's just the fabric of the way your company works. And anytime you spin up a new team, there's automatically a charter and objectives and a roadmap and goals that all align up to the top. On top of that, from a technical side, right? If this is a tech company, you need a strong agile development mindset and methodology, right? Get these teams autonomous, right? Self-organizing, self-managing, give them the tools and, the, and, and the, the support that they need to get the work done and then have them start iterating and sprinting and delivering value as quickly as possible. These teams need to be autonomous, but also interoperable with one another, right? Not interdependent, that they're stuck waiting on each other for things, right? But that they interoperate well with one another. And then you need from a technical side, scalable architecture, DevOps automation, cloud infrastructure, operations and tools, all the technical stuff to support a product that scales. And again, teams that can scale and can leverage economies of scale through the various tools and frameworks and whatnot that they use. So put all of this together, right? You pour money into the equation, which obviously should be coming from, you know, from your growth. Um, and then you're able to create that talent pipeline and create this team factory. Now, obviously this is gonna require a lot of organization, developing of frameworks, developing of processes and so on. And I have all this stuff uh, in my back pocket. So if you'd like to uh, have an assessment with me, um, anyone who connects with me, I'll offer a free 60-minute assessment of your um, organization, of your talent pipeline, and of your processes and tools, et cetera, for building and scaling your teams, helping you deal with the incredible talent crisis that we're in today. So please connect with me. Um, and let me know if I can help. All right. Have a wonderful day.